You're listening to the Wild Worship Podcast with your host, Kimberly Bolgen, and it is my prayer that somebody will be inspired today, that somebody will be excited, that somebody will be challenged today to live a life of worship unto God that is wild and free. <laughs> today, let's talk about sex. That's what I said. You did not hear incorrectly. Let's talk about sex and the single worshiper. Before we get started, I would love it if you could head over to my website at www.kimberlybulgin.com and go ahead and download the free ebook that's there. It's entitled Wild Worship, Embracing Your Freedom to Worship God. I promise that it will inspire you. I promise that it will bless you in your devotional life as you seek to live out a life of worship to God that is free, that is passionate, that is real, that is authentic, that is wild. Head over to www.kimberlybulgin.com. It's free, y'all. Don't have to pay anything. It's a free download. I would love to just bless you with it www.kimberlybulgin.com. It's called Wild Worship, Embracing Your Freedom to Worship God. So yes, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Come on into my living room today. Let's have a discussion about sex and the single worshiper. If you're single, this is obviously for you. If you're married, you can still listen and learn. And I would encourage you to share this with somebody that you know who may be living a single life in this at this moment. I also caution you, though, that if you're going to share it, make sure you're sharing it with somebody that you have a relationship with. I can't imagine if some random married person sent this to me. I would be... I'd be annoyed, just keeping it honest, just keeping it real. But if you have a relationship with somebody that you know is single, please feel free to share this with them. I pray, I promise it will be a blessing to them. And for those that are listening today that are single, I promise, I hope, it is my desire, it is my prayer, seriously, that this podcast today will literally set you free, that will give you a renewed sense to worship God with everything that is within you as a result of what's shared today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That's where we'll be focusing today. It will be at least the 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 foundation for what we're talking about first Corinthians 6 and it says in verse 12 all things are lawful for me but not all things are helpful all things are lawful for me but I will not be dominated by anything food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food and God will destroy both one and the other the body is not meant for sexual immorality but for the Lord and the Lord for the body Verse 14, and God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two will become one flesh, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. I'm going to say it one more time. Flee from sexual immorality. For those that may not hurt may you, maybe you didn't hear it. Let me say it one more time. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral sins, person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So, so glorify God in your body glorify God in your body 
honestly, saints of God, if I could be real, of course I could be real. Y'all aren't going to judge me, right? I trust you won't. I used to read this and honestly, I would feel pretty horrible. I'd feel uh, pretty crappy. I honestly just wouldn't even read scriptures like these because the enemy would actually use it to get to me and use it as a source of condemnation, use it as a source of guilt and make me, you know, get in a headspace that was not honoring and pleasing to God. But I want to help somebody. I want to help set somebody free today by the power of the Holy Spirit because I, I, I believe... I don't need to believe it. I know it to be true. I feel like there are so many Christian single people, so many Christian single men and women out there today who are silently struggling with their sexuality. The reality is this, that amongst Christians, amongst young people, old people, whatever age you may be, men and women that love the Lord, that go to church, that participate in church, that are on the praise team, that preach, that, uh, that serve at their church, they are having sex, okay? I mean, that's just the reality. It is a part of our Christian landscape that sexuality is something that is happening amongst single men and women. But I want to help us today by starting off by saying this. In this single season, you're allowed to love sex. Uh-oh. What did you say, Pastor? I said, in this single season, you are allowed to love sex, but we must choose to love God more. You can love sex, but you got to choose to love God more. The reality is this. We are sexual beings. Man of God, you are a sexual person. Woman of God, you are a sexual person. Whether you're having sex or not, you are a sexual being. That means that you have longings for intimacy. That means you have longings for a relationship. That means that you have longings for physical pleasure. You know why you long to have physical, physical pleasure? Because if you're anything like me and you're in your 30s, you have body parts that work. You have body parts that function. Do I have a witness in this place? Can we be real and honest today? Can we go there today? Your stuff works, okay? You want to be in a relationship with somebody. You long for that intimacy. But even more so, because you are a human being, not only do you have physical desires, but you also have, hear me, spiritual desires. Our deepest desire is for connection. Our deepest desire is not necessarily for sex, but our deepest desire is for unity. And for those that want to honor God, for those that want to live a life that is pleasing unto God, our desires, our physical desires, our sexual desires needs to be fulfilled in other ways. So I want to give us a few pointers that have helped me, that have really, really given me a, a new perspective. It has helped to shift my thinking as I navigate my sexuality in my 30s as a single woman. These things have helped me, and I pray that it helps you as well. The first thing that has helped me on my journey to being a woman that loves to worship but also loves sex and wants to please God, the first thing that I've chosen to do, and by the grace of God, is to not compartmentalize my spirituality. Do not compartmentalize your spirituality and put your sexuality in another compartment. 
You know, ladies, we have different bags for different outfits. We have different bags for different occasions. So in one bag, you may have some stuff. And then in another bag, you may have some other items. What I'm saying to us is that when it comes to our spiritual walk, there's only one bag. You don't have a sex bag and you don't get to have a spiritual bag. You have one bag and all the stuff that's in that sex bag. You know what I'm talking about, men and women of God. You got your, you got your paraphernalia. You got your shows. You got your music. You got your, your black book. You got your stuff in there that you utilize to, 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 to continue to live out your sexuality in ways that are not pleasing to God. You got all that stuff in one sex bag. And then you got your Bible in the spiritual bag. You got your church going in another bag you got people that live for God that you can hang with right that are in the spiritual bag my challenge to us is don't put them don't have two separate bags put your sex stuff in the spiritual bag (laughs) or or put the spiritual stuff in the sexual bag however you want to visualize it but they got to be all in one bag man that helped me I hope it's helping you too Don't compartmentalize. And some of us are going to have to make some adjustments because once you put the spiritual items in the sexual bag, some of that stuff may have to come on out. We may have to make some adjustments as the Holy Spirit works upon our hearts. But what has helped me in this journey is to not put things in two different boxes, but to bring them all together. Secondly, which leads to this, when you have everything in one bag, what has helped me is that is now my sexuality now becomes an opportunity to share and deepen my longing with God and not a chance to get angry with God. Man, I pray this is helping somebody. Listen, I'm I'm 30 something. <laughs> okay. And I used to take my sexuality as a reason to get angry or get upset or just to be annoyed with God because according to me, according to my thought process, I should be married by now. I should be having lots and lots of sex every single day. I should not be made to feel guilty that I'm having these kinds of desires because I'm 30-something. This is when I'm supposed to be doing all the sex that I want with the man of God that he has provided for me. But I'm here to let us know that your sexual desires should not prevent you from deepening your intimacy with God. Rather, it should drive you to have a closer, more intimate relationship with God. Use it as an opportunity to share and deepen your longings with God and not use it. Don't use it to get a, to get angry with the season that you may in that you may be in. Which then leads me to this last point. I've chosen in this season, this has really helped to shift my thinking that my sexuality is a gift because it's an invitation to get to know the love of your savior all the more. It's an invitation for me to get to know the love of my savior all the more. It's a gift, it's a gift. It's not a curse, it's a gift. So, you know, there's always this statement about, you know, 
sex is legal when you're married, sex is illegal when you're single. Can we just go ahead and maybe eradicate that thinking from our minds? How about we allow our sexuality to be legal no matter what season we are in, provided that the sexuality that we are acting on is in the realm of God? So my sexuality is legal so long as my sexuality is driving me to the heart of God, driving me into a more deeper intimate relationship with God. Conversely, if you're married, your sex life ought to remind you of the deep intimate relationship that you have with your God. You see where I'm going? So it's not, it's not illegal for me to, to have uh, uh, sexual desires when I'm single, so long as I'm allowing those desires to drive me to worship God with everything that's within me so that my sexuality does not push me away from God, but it drives me closer to him. That's what I'm talking about when, I, when I'm talking about sex and the single worshiper. Your sexuality, your desires, your pleasures, your longings don't keep you from God, but it points you back to him. Thank you, Jesus. This is blessing me. <laughs> I hope it's blessing you too. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 139 that you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know the word know, K-N-O-W, that same word is the same word that is used when it describes that Adam knew Eve. Let that ruminate, let that ruminate in your spirit for a second. The word know, when God says that he has searched us and he knows us, is the same word that God uses to describe Adam knowing Eve. That means that God wants to know us intimately. He wants to know us for real. Like how Adam knew Eve in that sexual way. <laughs> God wants to know us as well. Friends of God, don't let the devil fool you. Don't let the devil think that your sexuality is a problem in your single season. Don't let the devil think, let you have you out here thinking that your sexuality is an issue, that it's a concern, like it's something that you have to tuck away. No, 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 no. When you're single and you have sexual parts that work and you have been created to worship God, take all of you to the feet of God and let that be used as a source, as fuel for your worship. That's my challenge for us today. That's my wild worship challenge for all of us. Choose to worship God, even as a sexual man and woman or woman. Choose to crave God more. Choose to worship God more. I challenge all of us, including myself, to start, to start believing that it's not really the sex that we want, but it's really the intimacy that we want. And I'm also going to challenge us to not ignore our sexuality. Don't even try and replace your sexuality. Don't you dare repress your sexuality because that's why we have so many bitter men and women, so many angry men and women out here because y'all are out here repressing your urges and repressing your desires. Don't do that. Take every single desire. Take every single want. Take every single need and bring it to Jesus and allow Jesus to fulfill those desires so that nothing is repressed, so that nothing is ignored, so that nothing is replaced. This is a word. For some of us, it's going to take literally one moment at a time. Because I'm going to set somebody free, especially my ladies in the house, especially my churchy, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost ladies in the house. I think about sex all the time. Yes, I said it for the people in the back. I think about sex every single day. And I ain't married. 
So what does that mean? That means every time I think about it, every time I have a thought, every time I have a need, every time I feel horny, instead of saying, God, why? I say, God, I love you. I adore you. I worship you. I don't know about this uh, taking shower thing. I don't know about like going and taking a jog. For me, that has not worked. If that is your story, if that has worked for you, to God be the glory, great things he is doing in your life. But for those, if if that hasn't been working for you, may I suggest that you do what I've been doing and choose to worship God with every single desire and see if that doesn't change things for you. Worship is about intimacy. Worship is about communication. Worship is about honesty. And if you can't bring your sexuality to God, then you can't really bring anything else. I challenge each and every one of us today to truly be wild worshipers. But in order to be wild worshipers, in order to be free worshipers, it's going to take bringing your sex life into your worship life so that you're freely able to worship God the way that he created you, a sexual person who loves to worship God. I have a few books that I want to recommend to you before I let you go, Uh, four books specifically. The first one is Sex and the Single Girl by Dr. Julie Slattery. It's a Bible book. It's a Bible study, rather. Uh, Very helpful. Sex and the Single Girl, Dr. Julie Slattery. The next book that has helped me in my journey is called Get Lost, Your Guide to Finding True Love by Dana Gresh. Get Lost, Your Guide to Finding True Love by Dana Gresh. And then the next book, um, there are actually two books, but any one of them will be helpful. The first one is Boundaries or Boundaries in Dating. They're both by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Any one of those books will be very helpful as you navigate your dating life. And then the last book is called Thirst, Quenching Your Deepest Desire by Dr. Wesley Knight. Thirst, Quenching Your Deepest Desire by Dr. Wesley Knight. You can find it at his, on his website at wesleyknight.org, www.wesleyknight.org. You can purchase it there. All those books have been very, very helpful, and I trust that it will be helpful for you as well. Friends of God, I'm excited to see how God is about to blow your mind as you live out this truth that you are a worshiper even as you are a sexual being. And I believe that God is going to honor your desire to know him more. And he will honor your desire to be fully known as a sexual woman, as a sexual man of God. And he won't leave you hanging. He won't leave you by yourself. But he promises to fulfill those those needs. He promises to fulfill those desires so long as you give him an opportunity to do so. God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself in. He's going to wait on that door. And he's going to knock on that door until you let him in. Won't you let him in today? Be a worshiper. Be a wild, free worshiper. The one that loves to worship God. God bless you. I can't wait to see you next week, Monday, as we continue to journey in our walk with God and learn what it means to be a wild, free worshiper in every aspect of our life.